Hey, I'm Kristen. And I'm Ashley. And this is Locked in a Closet. Join us as we tell each other stories of true crime, the paranormal, urban legends, and all things spooky. Welcome back. Hello. (laughs) Hello, everybody. I hope everyone had a good Valentine's Day. Galentine's Day, whatever. Yeah. Do you celebrate Valentine's Day? We don't do anything. No. I was a very bitter single girl throughout my entire (laughs) life, especially through high school. And all I wanted was a boyfriend. I was so annoying. And (laughs) oh, yeah, my friends fucking hated me. And all I wanted was a boyfriend. And of course, no boys liked me or like no boys that I wanted to like me. Yeah. So I hated Valentine's Day. And when I did eventually start dating guys and stuff, I just never mattered. I never cared about it. So <laughs> yeah, I never liked Valentine's Day. I was de- like, I was, I don't know if you could tell, but I was an emo kid. <laughs> like, Me too. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, I hate Valentine's Day. It's so stupid. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It's a hallmark. It is a hallmark holiday. It is. I will it's agree with so past stupid. Me. Yeah. Um, and then the first Valentine's Day that I had like a serious boyfriend, I was like, I don't want to do anything. Like, I don't, yeah like I don't care and he's like no I think we should go out for dinner and I'm like okay fine like he had to <laughs> convince me and then we went and we got there he's like I've been spending a lot of money can we pay for our own I was like are you <laughs> fucking kidding me <laughs> oh my so god that was like my first valentine's day I was like well this is mm. great okay Left a good taste in your mouth yeah yeah so ever since then I've just been like I'm absolutely not doing anything yeah. for Valentine's Day. like you know, pre-COVID, we would go out for dinner, but we wouldn't go out the weekend or like the day of Valentine's Day because it's just yeah. insane. It's so oh busy. My God. Yeah. So stupid. So we would like plan a date to go out for dinner like in the month of February and call yeah. it like our Valentine's Day date. Yeah. And then, of course, I always say like, I'm not opposed if you want to get me chocolates. <laughs> I mean, any day, And I'll buy really. him chocolates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I swear yeah. to God, I don't know why it's been, we've been together 10 years and I'm like, if he comes back from the grocery store, which nine times out of 10, he'll come back from the grocery store without a chocolate bar. And I'm like, we've been together 10 years, you know, I just want a chocolate bar from the grocery store. <laughs> Every time. Every Michael time. and I go together because that's just what works out yeah. for us right now. And uh, we'll like load all the stuff on the thing and then I'll walk to the end so we can push the cart. Like we have a whole routine. Every yeah. time I turn around, he's looking at chocolate bars. So I was like, I'm getting <laughs> and eat more. <laughs> yeah, see, so sometimes he'll stop because I'm not working right now. I'm at home. So he'll stop at the grocery store on the way home if we need like one or two things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why is there not a chocolate bar in this bag? Like, <laughs> How dare you wrong? go back? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every time I go grocery shopping, I get us both treats. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't do anything for Valentine's Day. No, ever. Actually, the first year that we were together for Valentine's Day, he's like, do you like, what do you want to do? I was like, literally nothing. Like, don't buy me anything. Like, don't, I don't want to yeah. do anything. He's like, is it okay if I offer to work so like the younger kids have Valentine's Day? I was like, Aww. yeah, that's fine. So he like worked the evening and like that's actually so nice of him. Yeah. So all the people that actually want to do. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, is your wife mad? He's like, no. no. <laughs> She's fine. It's it's a whatever holiday. I mean, no shame if you care about it. I mean, yeah, no, it's some great. people are if, hopeless if romantic. You love love that much, you go right ahead. Yeah. <laughs> do I whatever just, you want. Part of me is like, you should. Like, why is one day of a year, like, the the standard of treating Yeah, you shouldn't have spouse. to be told to yeah. be nice to your partner. <laughs> like, yeah. that's not... Like, bring flowers and chocolate a random day. Yeah, and... or just, like, don't be a dick. And, like... <laughs> yeah, or, like, 
I think it's important. I mean, right now, COVID, I'm not going anywhere, but I think like at least monthly dates at the very least should be standard. Like, yeah. Or even just like Michael and I do this thing where we go to the grocery store and we pick out like three random ingredients each and then we cook together with those ingredients mm-hmm. and like have to like figure it out. And it's so fun. And it's oh my like God, a that cheap is, date night. <laughs> that sounds cute. Just while we're talking about stuff, there's some shit going on in British Columbia right now that's not really making the news very much, which I'm finding weird. And at first I was like really skeptical of like what was going on, but like, I think now it's, we're up to like four or five missing women in the Mm. lower mainland of BC. Yeah. And they're from all over the place. Actually one, one went missing from where I was living before I moved out to Ottawa in Port Moody. She went missing and she's like a 40 year old woman. I'm not entirely sure on her exact age. And another woman went missing in Abbotsford. I think one's, which is like just a couple hours away. I can't remember the exact locations. I should have looked it up before bringing this up, but I just felt there was something worth mentioning so that everyone yeah, up there I haven't heard safe. anything about that. The only the only way I'm hearing about this is because I'm still obviously friends with people on Facebook who live back in BC and everyone's sharing these um, missing persons posters. And there's like a few global news articles, but it's really not being like sensationalized because no like, that sounds like a serial killer like in the works and that's what people are scared of like people are like is this a serial killer or is this sex trafficking because mm. it's a lot of women in various age ranges but they all seem to have like similar like body types like they're all like tall and thin um you know like long brunette or blondish hair mm. like they all have a similar looking mo kind of thing yeah and- and they're all just missing without a trace like no like one of them they found her car at a grocery store parking lot but like it didn't look like anything had happened there but everything was still inside her car and she's like got two small kids at home so it's not like she would just up and run away yeah. but yeah um, i thought i'd mention really that because it's so scary and i've got so many friends out there that are all young women that like they're terrified now to even just go to the grocery store yeah i bet my one friend was telling me in chilliwack that there's a grocery store where men were like chalking tires of cars of women who were like there by themselves. Oh no. Yeah. And I'm like, that's cr- like, that's ugh, totally sounds like sex trafficking to me. Yeah. Could be serial killer. Could be, it could just be also a crazy coincidence, but I don't think so. I think something's going, yeah, going on. A little fishy. Yeah. It's not good. And I just think it's weird that the media really isn't involved yet, unless they're trying not to like scare everyone. Yeah. But, but like, that's kind of a lot of people I think maybe they need to be informed if they're exactly and like I the only way I know about this is like I said people are sharing on Facebook the you know the people are like my friend is missing or my you know my friend's wife like they're just sharing it to get the news out which is wild like yeah yikes that's not good at all so be safe no matter where you're from yeah 100 percent yeah and I hate that this is something that we have to tell tell people, but like when you're getting in your car after going to the grocery store or whatever, just put your seatbelt on, lock your door and go. Like don't fucking fiddle with your phone. And check your back seat. Yeah. Scary time to be alive. Let's talk for about- more than one reason. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. I was gonna say, let's talk about ghosts. Let's talk let's about dead people. Okay. Dead people. Let's go. <laughs> Are you going first? This let's week? lighten the mood. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. But I don't remember. I'll, I'll go first if you want. Okay. You go right ahead. Okay. I swear to God, my sources lists are getting so long. We're almost going to have to figure out a better way to <laughs> do this. All right. So I've got Wikipedia. I feel like that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. Um, an article on Hub Pages written by Stephen Barnes or Stephen. 
It's um, Steve. <laughs> yeah. It's titled uh, The Ghosts of Dead Man's Pond. So obviously I'm doing Dead Man's Pond. <laughs> um, an article on archivalmoments.ca about Gibbet Hill. Weirdly enough, and this is a, the source is a bit sketchy, but a Facebook post from like a haunted history like Facebook page. Okay. So I guess people share different things. A YouTube video by Trevor Kersey, which looks like it's like a video from a tour that he took when he was at Signal Hill. Okay. Haunt Heads podcast, but I could find the episode anywhere to listen. Like I wanted to listen to them, but all I could find was their website where I think they had like their script written out. Okay. I don't know. I got their information from them. So hauntheads.wordpress.com. Um, a CBC News article and then pressreader.com, which was giving me old news articles that they had uploaded from the telegram okay yeah cool so this episode's all about nova nova scotia oh my bad <laughs> nope not quite nope. <laughs> newfoundland <laughs> ghost stories so this is all about like signal hill but more specifically that dead man's pond on signal hill because i know that there's other ghost stories around signal hill but i wanted to kind of narrow down nice. um but yeah so the name itself dead man's pond is kind of enough to Get, give away. you an idea of where <laughs> I'm going with this and it's it's definitely aptly named <laughs> so I'll give a quick brief history about that like area itself so located just outside of St. John's on the eastern coast of Newfoundland is the historic site of Signal Hill so Signal Hill was a strategic like lookout point for the inner harbor of the town since all boats like wanting to enter into St. John's had to pass through like the narrows mm-hmm. and it was like kind of up on a hill and then it was named Signal Hill because it was because of the signaling that took place using flag communications, which is kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. So they would have like flags to like communicate with like boats and then the boats would have their own flags. There was like okay, a chart. That makes sense. Yeah. I saw a chart that like explained what the different flags meant and I was like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, that the communication of the flags like took place between the 17th century up until actually 1960s when they stopped. So the water in Dead Man's Pond is actually was actually believed to be bottomless for like ever. And I think some people still will try and say that. And because like for years, I guess no diver could reach the bottom safely. Okay. And it just like kept going. Um, and then a lot of people speculate that it might be co- connected to the ocean through the un- like underground tunnels. If you look at it on a map, it's like really close to the ocean, but like okay. way up on a hill. So like it's not unreasonable. But I guess it doesn't really have much of like a tide like the ocean would. So, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we searched and searched and searched to try and find like a credible source for like how deep it actually was because they claim that like they've done surveys and it's not bottomless. I could not find a single thing other than, yeah, no, we did a survey. It's not bottomless. Like, <laughs> it's just, that's fine. <laughs> it's just really, really deep. I'm like, but how deep? Like, I want to know how deep. So, couldn't find anything. So who knows how true it could still be bottomless. It could still be connected to the ocean. Who knows? Um, but yeah, regardless, it's a really deep pond and it's incredibly deadly. Um, apparently it's said to have kind of almost like an undertow effect. So if you were to get into the water, it would like almost pull you under immediately. Okay. And I also, I also want to mention too, that it's actually really small. Like I use Google maps to get like a measurement of how wide it was. And it's only about like a hundred meters wide. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like if like you could swim across it, very easily but apparently it's quite deadly so don't Hmm. so at one point i believe uh during the 18th century there was a site along signal hill referred to as gibbet hill and basically it was essentially like a gallows where they would like execute criminals 
where they were hung and left on display basically as like a warning to others oh god that reminds me of pirates of the caribbean yes yeah, so i was <laughs> i was gonna use that as an example i'm like you'll probably think of pirates of the caribbean um and, and, the, and yeah and it's because like any ship coming into st john's would pass through there and they would see up on this hill all these like dead bodies on display oh kind of dark welcome um and it's so so gruesome like so basically after these men were like pirates or murderers like bad people were they were basically hanged until they were dead and then they were dipped in hot tar which was basically used to extend their preservation so that they didn't oh, rot as quick God. and then they were strung up on those gallows in these structures that are like they're like metal cages like you know though when you see like pirates of the caribbean and like yeah. there's men in the metal cages yeah um they were just hung up on those oh god yeah and they like and they were left on display as like a reminder basically to behave like this is what happens if you don't follow the law and they were left there and then they were basically just picked apart by like the birds and then eventually i guess over time they would rot away so eventually the bodies would be removed and i'm assuming to make room for new ones and then they were said to be like basically put into either barrels or just literally tossed into the pond as is so that's where they God. That's, that's where they basically got rid of the bodies that were done being set on display they would just put them in that pond so Ugh. even if that pond wasn't deadly don't know if i'd want to swim in it no oh my god and like this pond has all the reason to be haunted like yeah really like, they're like asking for it at that point mm-hmm. oh i'm so afraid of the water Ugh. i've told everyone i know like that would be involved in this but like when i die I want to be cremated and i i said like i swear to god if anyone spreads my ashes near or on water <laughs> i will haunt, haunt them. you <laughs> yeah i don't want to be anywhere near the water like fuck that no i hate the water that's oh god yeah isn't that creepy yeah um like that. so other ghost legends kind of surrounding the pond other than just like bodies being dumped in there is one of like an ancient aboriginal chief who this is this is the weird part to me. He either accidentally drowned or was murdered by his people and then tossed into the pond. I like that that's the two options. <laughs> They're very different. <laughs> very different. Wow. Um, like such a giant leap. It was like, no, this is one or the other, and we don't know. It's like, yeah, it was either an accident or he was brutally murdered. Yeah, or what if he just died and then they put it? I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Of course, this story is from like a single source, so I don't know how true it is. Yeah, but I figured it was kind of interesting to include. Um, so it's believed that the chief's spirit remains in the pond and it seeks its vengeance on those who still live. So Ooh. he's, you know, people often blame him for like the numerous drownings that I guess have occurred in the pond. Okay. Um, as it said, his ghostly hands emerge from the depths and grab a hold of those in the water and pulls them to their death. So like I said, like people have said that there's like an undertow, but maybe it's a ghost mm-hmm. or also like... maybe it's an undertow. <laughs> yeah. There are also tales of the ghostly hands that will reach out from the water's edge if you venture too close. Oh my God. Into the water. Which... I hate that so much. I was, yeah, when I was writing that, I was like, what the fuck? I have like goosebumps just yeah. thinking about that. Ew, I don't like that. Because I, <laughs> I get so freaked out like if I'm like near water and I get too close and I'm scared I'm just going to like slip and fall in. Like mm-hmm. I, my honestly, my biggest, and it's not even an irrational fear. It's a very rational fear is dr- driving in a car and plunging off the side of a cliff into like a river or water 
and then being like stuck in my car underwater mm-hmm. <sighs> that's yeah that's honestly if that was if i were to go to hell that would be my hell oh god <laughs> yeah all right so that's the that's the one story about one of the ghosts that resides there there's also a story about a pirate with no head that's said to be seen like on signal hill and near dead man's pond so the legend goes that a pirate ship filled with treasure arrived in St. John's Harbor, fleeing from the British forces. The captain ordered his men to offload their spoils and bring them up to the Signal Hill to bury the loot. Once the treasure was safely buried in a cl- in classic pirate fashion, you know, they always, they always have to bury their treasure. The captain asked his crew for a volunteer to stay behind and guard the treasure until they returned for it. A young man who was desperate to leave the life of piracy behind eagerly volunteered, thinking this would be his chance to escape, you know, being stuck on a pirate ship. The captain then raised his sword at the man and then in one swift motion chopped the man's head off clean off by his shoulders. <laughs> oh my god. This kid thought he was out. He's like, I'm out of this pirate well, life. he was, but unfortunately. Not the way he wanted. Yeah. He then ordered his men to bury his body alongside the treasure so that his spirit would guard it. I feel like that was an asterisk he didn't mention. He's like, yeah, "Yeah, what are you going to guard it, asterisk? (laughs) Everyone's like, please elaborate. Nobody read the fine print. Exactly. That's why you always got to read the fine print. So legend goes that the pirates never actually did return for their buried treasure. I mean, do they ever? No. Probably just forget about it. Yeah. Also, die. do pirates even bury like? <laughs> right, like what a thing. <laughs> is that a thing? Part of me, like, it's funny because part of me is like, are pirates even real? Yeah, pirates are still fucking real. Pirates but, like, are real. Yeah. yeah. Just not it's... in the like traditional like. <laughs> yeah, it just seems so like fantastical. Like that seems like something we made up for stories. Yeah. Pirates, like Pirates of the Caribbean, like it's a story, but yeah, not just a story. I guess. Also, I love those movies. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm about to blow your mind. Disney is doing oh, no. a prequel TV series. Oh, I saw that. Did you see that? For yeah. okay, for anyone who doesn't know, they're cool. doing like a prequel series of Jack Sparrow, like when he was young. So good. It's gonna I be cannot so wait good. to see who they cast as like young, hot Jack Sparrow. He's I gonna know. be like 16, and I'm gonna be a 30 year old <laughs> thirsting over him. But um, okay, so we really got off track. That's oh okay. yeah, we sure yeah. did. <laughs> Pirates. So back to where we were so the spirit of that young pirate just stays and remains to to guard it basically still to anyone who happens to stumble near it so people say that like if you see him usually you you're close to the treasure which is like oh i wonder if they've like people have like um what's that with a metal detector and like looked and stuff Mm. there's treasure i mean i bet you there's so much treasure all around like the east coast like i know there's the whole like oak island thing yeah and and stuff because like if pirates were real which apparently they are <laughs> or were <laughs> we've been told <laughs> um a lot of the stories when i did research for you know newfoundland ghost stuff is all about like pirate treasure and i'm like Ooh. yeah yeah there's probably so much maybe when yeah. we go on our honeymoon then we can look close <gasps> yeah get a metal detector <laughs> have a honeymoon of treasure <laughs> honestly sounds so much fun <laughs> god okay um so last the last kind of story about the ghosts that are at dead man's pond is um on boxing day in 1869 two men and their wives or female company i don't know if they were married were on a walk around signal hill like after dinner and they heard screams coming from dead man's pond 
when they got there, they found that two young girls age 12 and 14 named Martin and Brune. I'm not too sure if that was like their last names or if that was their first names. Mm-hmm. It just said Martin and Brune um, had fallen through the ice while skating on the pond. One of the men, Mr. Carter, sprang into action immediately and attempted to save the young girls' lives. Unfortunately, he was unable to. He also fell into the water and they all ended up drowning, all three of them. Oh my god, that's so scary. Right? So he like tried to save these two girls and died, which I, I feel like is like a common story when it comes to ice stuff. Mm-hmm. Michael's yeah. mom fell through the ice when she was a kid. Oh my god. That's a that's a scary thing. That's like a nightmare oh my god, I have. It's terrifying. It's not just like falling through water. It's like cold and you go into like shock yeah and and then a lot of the time like if the water's running under the ice like you're not gonna stay exactly where you fell in yeah exactly and then there's like no chance kind of unless you can break through the ice or find another spot that's open like yeah it's like good luck yeah it's (sighs) not terrifying so scary yeah so it's said to this day around christmas people still claim to hear the screams of the young girls echoing around the pond um, and other people have reported seeing the ghosts of the man and the two girls kind of splashing around in the pond, like reliving that moment oh my God. before they kind of both like sink and then aren't seen oh. ever again, which like, could you imagine seeing that? Because like, I would assume it was people actually drowning. Yeah. Automatically, you would assume that it was yeah. a real person. I would like, just be like, oh, it's a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's holy. fine. That's so sad. Yeah. When I was doing the research for this, there was lots of articles that were like, and then there's been so many drowning since, you know, throughout the years. A lot of it's like obviously got, gets lost to history because, you know, especially in like the 18 or 1700s and stuff, there's not a lot of like news articles. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't able to find like proof of too many more that have happened like over the years. There is one that I did find though, like fairly recently, which was in April 2nd, I think of 2015. And a woman's body was pulled from the pond after her car plunged and then sank into the pond. Mm. So there was no witnesses to the accidents. And I guess the only reason they kind of knew was that there was a set of tire tracks in the snow that led up to the pond. And then obviously like the ice was broken. That's like your worst nightmare. You were just talking about that. Yeah. Because apparently like if you look on Google Maps, like right beside the pond is like the parking lot for Signal Hill. Okay. So they don't know if it was like intentional or if it was an accident or what, because obviously no one was there. And I think I've read two articles that were like, there's two people in the car. I read one, there was like only one. So who knows what happens, but that was like the most recent drowning of that. But yeah, so that's the mysteriously haunted Dead Man's Pond slash Signal Hill area of St. John's, Newfoundland. Spooky. Yeah, I think apparently they tried to rename the pond at some point. I can't remember what they said. Um, it didn't stick. <laughs> People still call it Dead Man's Pond. Why wouldn't you? It's a cool name. Yeah, I mean, there's, <laughs> there, there's history there with like the the gallows on Gibbet, like with Gibbet Hills. So mm-hmm. a Gibbet is what the those gallows things with like the metal cages are. Oh, okay. So that's why it was called Gibbet Hill. And then like the fact that they have apparently found bones at like the the bottom. Some articles say that I'm like, but then some people say it's bottomless. So what are we talking about? Yeah, really. <laughs> Make up yeah. your mind. Yeah. <laughs> Figure it out. But it's Yikes. spooky because it just looks like, you know, I looked at it a lot on Google Maps and Google Earth and stuff, and it just looks like an unassuming little pond. Like, yeah. And to know the history and like kind of how scary. How many dead bodies is. are probably in there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. Blech. Alrighty. I am doing Julie's Harbor which is in Newfoundland. The sources that I used were uh, cbc.ca. There was a video called Summertime Ghost Stories at the Haunted Cemetery in Julie's Harbor. 
rolls off the tongue. Mm-hmm. And then there was a like blog post article thing on uh, Newfoundland and Labrador.com. And that's all I could find. I looked for like an oh, hour and a half. Oh my God. That's okay. All I, I could find. I want to tell people who are listening that ghost stories seem to be so fucking secretive and so hard to get credible sources on. Yeah. And they're so fun to do, but wow, I have to search because it's impossible. A lot of these places, of course, it's part of their tourism, which like respect, but also like I can't fucking travel anywhere right now, obviously. Yeah. I'm like, how are we supposed to know that we want to go there if we can't find any information? Yeah. (laughs) It's so frustrating. Like, and I just want to like, I feel like sharing these stories helps with tourism. Like, cause like, just because I know the story doesn't mean I don't want to go visit and like learn more. Cause obviously yeah. different tour guides are going to give you like more info. See the area for yourself. Yeah. Like when I was doing this one, I was like, Oh my God, I want to go to Newfoundland. <laughs> like I know. I texted Michael. I was like, I wish we could move there. <laughs> Honestly. Cause I was like, you know, on Google maps every time I do research this. Cause I just want to know what the area looks like. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, it's so beautiful. And then I'm like, Oh, there's so much history. Like, Oh, I want to go. Yeah, like, Maybe one You're day. welcome, Newfoundland. I feel like this is a... <laughs> they should pay us. Yeah, it's part of your <laughs> tourism. <laughs> Alrighty. So Julius Harbor is located uh, in the community of Triton, which is in Green Bay South, which is in central Newfoundland. I guess the only way that you can get to the area is by boat, ATV, or snowmobile. So you can't drive there. It's like... Oh, wow. Super remote. Yeah. Which is ideal, really. <laughs> I want that in my life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess like in a bunch of the things, well, a bunch of the two things that I was reading and watching, <laughs> they were saying that anytime you go there, if you're like not talking to somebody, it's dead silent. Like there's no like Whoa. birds that you can hear. There's like, oh, that's kind of creepy. Anything. Yeah. Just dead silence. Actually, I just want to say quickly, I know it's a little early for spring, but I heard birds yesterday and <gasps> I felt so good. <laughs> and then it snowed. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing better than when you see the first robin of the year. I know. It's spring. It's spring. (laughs) Yeah, fuckers are back. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Yeah, Yeah. I can't wait because we just moved, right? So we have Mm -hmm. a big pear tree in our backyard. And our our bedroom is like on the back of the house. So it's like the whole back of the house. So we have two windows. So it's going to be so nice waking up to like birds. Yeah. Oh, just like a warm breeze. Oh my God, I can't wait. I (laughs) I can't wait to like sit outside. I know. I just want to sit outside. I know. We have a backyard now, which we didn't have yeah. at our last house. Oh, I really? I cannot wait until we can be outside and not freeze. It's going to be so nice. And then the bugs come and then we'll be like, fuck. <laughs> yep, Whatever happy. Canada. Yeah. <laughs> it's either disgustingly hot and buggy or yeah. disgustingly cold. Yeah. Yeah. So Julius Harbor was settled in the 18th century. It used to be called St. Augustine, which is how the guy in the video said it, but he was a newfie, so it might be St. Augustine. Mm. I don't know if it was just his accent or if that's actually what it was. I love the newfie accent. I, I do say. too. It's so oh great. my god, it's like so Irish mixed with whatever. And I just I they have like their own talk language. all day. They do. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I love it. It was renamed after a pregnant, unwed teenager named Julie drowned in knee deep water that's now known as uh, oh. Julie's Harbor Pond. Like accident accidentally don't know they it's don't know need- if it was suicide or if it's an accident or or what it takes some happened. skill to drown in some deep water I know. like I, I feel like it probably was intentional but i don't know oh or like if you got knocked out and you're like floating yeah she could have been swimming and like hit her head on a rock and, or something oh yeah that's true. part of me went dark and went she's pregnant and unwed like someone that da- that baby daddy yeah very you know true I mean? yeah 
Very true. Yeah. So after her death, uh, the area was renamed to honor her memory, which is really sweet. That is sweet. Uh, it used to be inhabited, but all that remains now is a graveyard in the forest, which is Oh, I want to go there. I want to go there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it's beautiful. Oh my God. Like, oh I want to go so bad. Yeah. I guess a lot of the past inhabitants had all died in the same year due to a tuberculosis. Oh my God. Tuberculosis. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> tuberculosis. There outbreak. you go. You got it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess it used to be like bumping and then oh, TB sad. happened and everybody either died or ended up moving away. We can relate right now. Yeah, I know. Just just a new pandemic. Stay home. Stay home. Stay home. (laughs) Stay home. (laughs) Okay, so in the video on CBC and in the article that I read on NewfoundlandandLabrador.com, a guy named Skipper Mike Roberts was interviewed. So he, I guess, knows a lot about it. I think he lives (laughs) close, so he goes there sometimes. Okay. He tells a story of a man who had a cabin there. And one time the man was staying at his cabin. He heard children laughing, which is oh, literally the creepiest thing God. you can ever hear in your life if you don't have okay. children around. <laughs> and in like a place where you, if you're quiet, you, you hear nothing. Yeah. Hell no. I know. It just makes me think of Blair Witch. Like the whole time oh. he was talking about this, I was like, ooh. <laughs> I, it's funny because I love going to like cabins in the woods and cottages and like camping, but I'm also terrified. <laughs> I know. I know. So you're just like in the middle of nowhere. What if you heard that? Oh I know. my god. I don't even want to think. Nope. <laughs> I'm so scary. <laughs> so apparently the laughing became so loud and lasted so long that he was forced to leave the cabin. And he hasn't like he's not the only person to hear children's laughing at Julie's Harbor. What the heck? Uh so one time a group of kayakers set up camp one night because they were just like passing through, I guess. And uh, they ended up leaving halfway through the night because they heard children calling out to them from the woods. No! <laughs> it's so scary. No! Oh my god, I would leave too and I'd... Mm. Yeah, see ya. Like, goodbye. Kayaking at night is so dangerous. <laughs> oh my, oh god, my yeah. god, No, thank you. Fuck that. I would just general, leave my tent. No, thank you. <laughs> I would leave everything. Yeah. So the skipper, uh, Mike Roberts, he also said that sometimes, or I think once a year, he said his son goes camping there with a bunch of his friends. Which is like, why? Hey, if you do, I well, mean, I guess they want if they want an experience. I guess, but oh my god, no thank Blah. you. So Where children, are these kids from? From? Do you think they're like the tuberculosis? Maybe, yeah, because mm. I think a lot of kids like also died, yeah, during the outbreak. So, mm. yep. <laughs> It's a really pretty graveyard. Like they showed a video of it. Oh, it's really? Really, really pretty. Great. Honestly, I mean, obviously, are... like overgrown and like yeah, but that like makes them so much more cool yeah, it's, like, and super pretty. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So children aren't the only ones to haunt the area. Apparently, um, it's thought that Julie still haunts the area now. And this is a story from Skipper Mike's dad. So mm-hmm. he used to have a house, cabin, whatever thing on uh, Julie's Harbor. And one night he and his friends were there playing cards and just like hanging out. And it was when his house was the last one left. Like everybody else had left Julie's Harbor. It was only his house. So they looked at the wall and they saw the image of a woman who they assumed was Julie coming through the wall of the house. Oh my God. Um, So they left. They like towed their house out of there and just like (laughs) (laughs) got it. So it's been like empty ever since. Jeez. And that's Julie Sarber. <laughs> that is so creepy. Yeah. Oh my god. Like all that's left is a cemetery, <gasps> and children laughing. No, imagine like 
just stumbling upon a cemetery in the middle of nowhere and not realizing that like at one point that was like a place people lived yeah oh my god yeah it's insane just like a total ghost town now oh literally yeah literally (laughs) that is so scary yeah it's so pretty oh my god like I want to go so bad I know right (laughs) part of me is like yeah that would be so much fun and then like the moment I heard anything I would be like I want to go like start crying yeah (laughs) just done get me out I don't know what it is about kids laughter man there's nothing creepier yeah and it's such a trope in like scary movies, but like for a good reason. <laughs> yeah. But like when you're around kids and they're laughing, like it's adorable. But if oh, you yeah. Don't, like see the children. <laughs> Although I'll never forget when I was a kid, um, I think it was like one night my brother had gotten woken up and he was like a toddler, really young at that point. And he was playing with his toys and he was laughing in his room. And I, <laughs> it scared the shit out of me and my parents because they were like, because they thought he was sleeping yeah Yeah. all of a sudden he's just like (laughs) laughing in the dark by himself oh my god or like when kids have imaginary friends oh my god i'm not looking forward to that part of motherhood (laughs) yeah i don't think i ever had an imaginary friend when i was a kid i did it was amelia Earhart, and she said she was me (laughs) 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 oh Oh, i didn't i think about it often oh so yeah. i just i worry about my kid because i'm like if i saw shit mm. when's amelia gonna come back to yeah <laughs> so she's gonna be like i was your mother when she i was am dead. your mom <laughs> yeah oh my god or she's gonna pull the same bullshit i am you this was, i have to tell you about your past lives <laughs> just don't tell your kid about it and see what happens i'm not <laughs> like, wait until they i don't want to i don't want to put ghostly things in their heads you know yeah yeah Blah. yeah i mean i think we both know from our own childhood that kids can have very active imaginations <laughs> yeah or like or you know to... it's always said that kids are like so much more open spiritually so mm-hmm. like things are more likely to happen to them but mm-hmm. yeah i'm definitely gonna be like it's just an imagination they're just yeah. an imagination yeah. yeah this house doesn't seem haunted so we're okay well, that's good <laughs> yeah very good that helps <laughs> yeah exactly okay so the second one i'm doing is the bell island hag Ooh. Yeah, it wasn't on the list. I went rogue. (laughs) (laughs) I like these ones because I've never heard of any of them. Actually, the Bell Island Hag, I swear it was like an on an episode of Creepy Canada. I couldn't find the episode anywhere. So maybe Hmm. I just, maybe it was something else I watched. I don't know. But I know all the episodes are uploaded to YouTube. So yeah, these sources aren't as many, but. So I got an article on CanadianHistory.ca titled Bell Island, Canada's X-File Isle by Chris Ooh. Lackner. Yeah. Uh, a CBC News article by Ryan Cook titled Bell Island, Swamp Hag, celebrated with Canada Post Halloween stamp. <laughs> <laughs> I love and, the Halloween stamps that Canada Post comes out right? with. They're so cute. And the reason this one got to be um, on a Halloween stamp is I guess a Canada Post employee had visited Bell Island and took a tour and just was like, loved it so much that they put it on a stamp nice yeah and then an article written by the telegram written by ashley fitzpatrick titled canada post recognizes haunting bell island lore because canada post recognizes it therefore it's real (laughs) yeah must be all right so bell island is another location that's not too far from st john's actually it's kind of more north it's a small island that is just home to over three thousand people and boasts to be the most haunted island in North America. Ooh. Hmm. So it's like 
not a lot of people, but still like a surprising amount for how small the island yeah. kind of is. Yeah. So just before World War II, it was actually once a former bustling iron mining town where its population actually reached nearly 16,000 people, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, basically, people of all walks of life, but a lot of them being Irish. And so a lot of people, especially the Irish, brought in their own stories, folklore, and myth. And as we know, the Irish have a lot. <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> yeah, I love all, I love it all. <laughs> yeah. So one of their ghost stories, because there's, there's tons, there's a couple that have to do with the mine in town. I didn't get into that. I'm just specifically focusing on the hag Mm -hmm. it just so happens to have happened during this thriving time on the island so it's said that many sailors would transport the iron ore from the island um, onto ships and they would come come ashore basically on their off time to socialize with the young ladies in the town but then when the war began the germans who were once you know friendly sailors had now become soldiers and there was like a german u-boat stationed kind of in the harbor there and at one point it said that they snuck onto the island, I guess, to try and do something or get defectors or something. And a young girl who was a server for like a rich family on the island had just like accidentally stumbled upon them, unfortunately, as they were, mm-hmm. you know, sneaking on. So they captured her and they took her deep into the swamp near Dobbins Garden, it's called, which is like, I guess at the time was kind of like some farmland that some families owned but it was like swamp there they basically there's no details i'm assuming like they attacked her and then they left her for dead locals nearby had actually heard her cries for help but they feared it was fairies trying to trick them to their death oh mm-hmm. so you know before the death the locals had already believed that fairies inhabited the marshlands um and according to these people the fairies are not nice like they're not like tinkerbell like they're evil mm-hmm. Which is like fairies I sound so saw cute. Something about like fairies in Newfoundland and stuff like that. I wanted to look into it more, but yeah, <laughs> they're they're not good. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, like, have you heard the stories about like changelings and stuff like over no. in Ireland and stuff? Well, quickly I'll get into that. It's basically like it's it's got an explainable history where where say a woman gave birth um, to a baby. Their their idea was that at some point during the night the fairies would steal the baby and replace the baby with a changeling, which was like oh. a horrible creature. Okay. Um, and one way to know if your baby was a changeling was that it's like skin would be kind of like a yellow color. It would be kind of like, it would have like, like a, a raspy baby. <laughs> yeah. So, and what they would do is basically they would go and take these babies and throw them into wells because they were returning them back to oh. the fairies. And they said, it was said the fairies lived underground or something like that. Um, or they would leave the baby out and like basically leave it to die because it was a changeling. Oh my god! But like realistically, yeah, like you said, it was probably just a baby born sick with jaundice, and you know it might have not survived, especially back then. But they believed well, could have right, but they believed it was Yikes. a changeling, which is you know bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Crazy, crazy history and lore mm-hmm. and stuff, right? So yeah, so it's said that these fairies, this is how they described them, as two feet tall, and usually they were male, and they were like hideous, hit, hideously <laughs> deformed. So they're known for trying to lure humans into the marsh, where they often would never return. So people were scared of the marsh. They assumed that fairies live there. A lot of people said that if you, and I, don't, I couldn't find any more information, but if you carried bread in your pocket, you were usually safe. <laughs> I don't know if that means like you would feed the bread to the fairy or... 
if they didn't like bread. I couldn't. I'm sure it could have looked her harder, but I just thought that was funny. Maybe they were like keto fairies. They just avoided <laughs> carbs. Yeah, they're like, oh, I can't have carbs. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so of course, when they heard the poor woman's cries for help, they just assumed it was the fairies trying to trick them, and Obviously. so she um, died of exposure. I'm assuming, or her wounds. And then some people also say that they they, they claim that the story of the woman. Um, was kind of created as a cautionary tale to keep people away from the bog, especially at night, because bugs are definitely dangerous. Mm-hmm. So you don't always see the woman at first, it said. So what comes at you apparently is a stench unlike anything you've ever smelled. Mm, great. In one article, um, someone said it's described as an outhouse mixed with rotten eggs, only 10 times worse, which probably just sulfur. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a mine and the bog. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. But so you're basically you're paralyzed by the smell. So once you're paralyzed by the smell, witnesses often say they see a beautiful woman in white emerge walking up from the marsh, you know, typically at night, usually right after sunset. Always a woman in white. Always a woman in white. (laughs) As she gets closer, the beautiful white clothes and glow um, turns to gray tattered rags and her flesh begins to turn and fall from her or fall from her bones. Yeah. People even describe uh, that her walking becomes staggered and eventually she'll fall to her knees and crawl towards you kind of like, oh my God, that's literally like a scary movie. (laughs) Yeah. Like it makes me think of like the ring. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I picture in my head. Ew. (laughs) So paralyzed by the smell and fear, witnesses say that they suddenly get the sensation that she's crawling all over you. Ew. Yeah. And like, you're going to get like forced to the ground. Usually like she'll make you lie, lie down. And if usually men it's usually men I can't say it's not women but and then they'll often hear her kind of like saying or whispering no one came to help me when I died in that swamp no one will help you Jesus Christ (laughs) now taste what I taste and smell as I smelled when my life was taken (laughs) yeah and then so it said yeah if the victims do end up surviving they often return tattered and then their clothes smell foul and i mean like i don't couldn't find any instances of people like miss going missing in the uh, marsh or whatever so yeah usually it makes me think that like these people probably just like wandered into the swamp and then they were embarrassed so they were like it was the ghost (laughs) (laughs) which like why would you (laughs) i feel like that makes it worse (laughs) yeah yeah so that was a little bit of a short one but that's the that's the creepy legend of the bell island hag i hate that so much yeah disgusting I just I I love that one because well obviously it's creepy as fuck but like I feel like there's so much like folklore surrounding it like with the fairies and like yeah you know, and apparently like you know sure finding like actual um like the no body of the woman was ever found but it was actually said that a servant girl did go missing mm-hmm. like and she could have just very well been like captured and taken on a boat yeah <laughs> like but by a pirate. Yeah. By, yeah or by a pirate yeah <laughs> but yeah Yikes. Dobbins Dobbins Garden I think is what I said is like the area yeah that's really and then creepy. yeah like I said too there was also some stories about like the mine obviously lots of lives were lost in mining in general and there's one story about a woman who sees her husband's ghost mm. yeah so sad I feel like when I die I would never come back like as like a ghost yeah <laughs> like, if I die before Michael I feel like that'd just be scary and like sad for him to see 
Well, like, and if you believe too that if ghosts, like you, if you think that they come back because there's like unfinished business or yeah, if you die tragically or whatever, like that's sad. I hope that like if I die, it's like I, I go to whatever whatever happens. Yeah, like my nanny passed away when I was sixteen, and like I've never seen her ghost or anything, but like mm-hmm. I have like dreams with her in it, and like very yeah. much feels like I'm like talking to her, or, like hugging her, or whatever in the dream, and I feel like that's how she visits me. <laughs> But like she, yeah. I, I think that she would never come because that would scare me. And like she wouldn't, yeah. like you wouldn't want to scare somebody that you love. Yeah. Right? Like I always make jokes to my mom where I'm like, I'm really surprised my brother hasn't come to haunt my ass because like <laughs> I used to torture him as a kid. Like I have memories like would be at my parents' cabin and then you know be at night and then I would like scratch on the wall and be like, what was that? do the classic thing where you scare the shit out of your siblings. So I'm yeah. like, oh, he is gonna haunt the fuck out of me, but. <laughs> nothing's ever happened yeah so. god yeah. but like you said i do i do have dreams of people that have passed so it's like i just like to think that yeah like that's how they want to visit that's how they yeah, wanna... like it's not scary like it's in yeah. a dream it's never like bad dreams or no anything. yeah it's just like just check it in exactly all righty so my last story is the story of the i think it's pronounced gloverton it's like it's spelled glover town but i think gloverton mm-hmm. Uh, the pulp mill or people also call it the old mill it's hard and... with pronunciation because like like queensland and victoria like i so badly want to say like queensland but yeah it's like Queen- queensland yeah <laughs> i'm sure it's not glover town yeah it's gloverton. <laughs> gloverton probably the sources for this one um there's an article on the gazette.mun.ca the c- campus and community spooky stories i don't know and then uh, the majority of the information I got actually was from a Reddit post by a user um, called Sparkers92. So this is the old mill. So in 1921, construction began on a pulp and paper mill in Gloverton, Newfoundland. The mill was set to open in 1922, but midway through the construction, funding ran out and it's been abandoned ever since. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> it was a construction worker that was working on the mill who lived close by and um him his wife and his daughter used to go and swim like in the river there quite often so they were down there one day swimming and it was starting to get a little bit cold so his wife asked him if he could run back and grab some warmer clothes for their daughter for when she was finished swimming and then as he was walking back to the river he heard screaming coming from the direction of his wife and daughter um so he ran down and he found his wife screaming at their daughter because she had swam too far out from the shoreline Uh-oh. um and she was getting into where the current was going really fast Oh no. So his wife never knew how to swim. Oh um, my god. Which he knew. Can you imagine just being like helpless? Oh my god, that's <gasps> so sad. Uh so he like ran down, obviously, got in the water, went in to go and save his daughter. Um, as he like got close to her, he saw her head go underwater. So he went under to try to like find her under the water. Um, and then neither of them ever came up. So they <gasps> oh, both drowned. no. She lost her husband and her daughter. Yeah, it's so sad. That's so typical, like, of drowning stories. Like, I know. Uh, it happens in an instant. Like, it's yeah. so sad. I feel so bad for that woman. Oh, my God. Oh, um, no. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. The mill halted for a short time following the incident, but construction resumed shortly after because, obviously, they had, like, a deadline. Yeah. Um, and then pretty much right away, things started happening at the mill. So reports of random objects falling from high levels of the mill began occurring when nobody was working any higher than like the crew was. They just figured that it was something that was unsecured and they didn't think too much of it. 
So things started escalating when a crew supervisor ended up staying at the mill during lunch hour when the rest of the crew went out. He heard crying coming from a section of the mill that they called the two doors, which was just an unfinished section um, and it had like no lighting or anything in it, which like, no, thank you. Yeah. Uh, He went to check on who was crying in the room because obviously he thought he was alone. And then a few minutes later, his crew heard a shriek coming from inside the room. So they ran to see what caused it. And they found their supervisor was dead in the room. What? Yeah. So there's no sign of foul play, I guess. And they had no reason to believe that like anybody was in there with him. Maybe he died of like a heart attack fright. Maybe. I don't know. Or like can ghosts kill? What the fuck? (laughs) I know. I like literally no idea. Yeah. Um, So there is another story that comes uh, from another construction worker in 1921. So the same year. He was working when he saw something out of the corner of his eye. So he looked again and saw two glowing objects. And I guess he was with another uh, coworker, and he said that he saw the same thing. They were like asking each other, like, "What's what was going on? Like, yeah. what they saw and stuff." Like, do you see that? <laughs> yeah. The first guy said that it looked like a pair of red eyes glowing, and the other one just like kind of shrugged it off. He was like, "Oh, whatever. Like, we must have been seeing stuff." And then a minute later, he looked over and saw the first worker was standing in the tower, and it looked like he was pushed into a hole in the floor, <gasps> where he fell a hundred feet to his death what the okay what the fuck yeah (laughs) how does this escalate from like a man and his child drowning to like like demonic activity yeah i know like is it them why i don't think so you fucking died by yourself yeah i don't know yeah like i don't know or maybe they both drowned because there was already demonic activity in the site. Maybe. Maybe that's why the daughter was like swimming over to try to see oh my what. God. <gasps> or being pulled out. Ooh, maybe. Because like this whole time you're telling the story, I'm like, okay, like why are like prank plank pranks on the workers? Okay. But like then killing somebody. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's escalating. Two people. Killing two, <laughs> two people. Now, yeah. Now two people. Jesus. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Again, I couldn't really find a lot of information. <laughs> Oh, so I, well, unfortunately it ends kind of abruptly yeah um so other stories have emerged about a creature lurking in the building with glowing red eyes which could be the thing but who yeah knows what this creature is um so it quickly became the town's like boogeyman kind of thing so like <laughs> they would warn their kids like not to go hang around the property because of the thing with glowing Duh. red eyes and like well i'm sure they were just saying that too because it's like dangerous to be in yeah. like half constructed buildings but... yeah so i mean i guess the mill's like still there like half built today Oh my god, that's so creepy. Yeah, yeah. It make, like it makes you wonder: Did they stop building because of like tragedy, or it's like, oh no, we ran out of money. Yeah, oh no, <laughs> oh no, guess we have to stop. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, Holy, uh, that's spooky. I hate that. I hate everything yeah. about that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Anyway, that's go Newfoundland. S- <laughs> yeah, go visit. It's so safe. <laughs> oh. Oh, I I, I love it though. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I I honestly like that was kind of like the next place we wanted to go to. So when we first moved out here, it was supposed to be temporary, kind of. And so we actually one trip we we had like a little long weekend. I'm trying to remember what long weekend it was. Maybe it was like family day. I don't know. We went to PEI for one of that for one of them. We just flew flew there. It was like a quick flight. And oh my God, I loved it so much. I love the East Coast. I love, I mean, I'm not to say like the East Coast is just seafood, but I fucking love seafood. <laughs> <laughs> and 
um pei is like the cutest fucking province i highly recommend oh my it's god so tiny it's <laughs> we drove around the whole province in like two days and there's like it's, it's so there's so much to see even though it's like a lot of just farm mm-hmm. and i'm sure poor jeff got so annoyed with me because we would pass by these old cemeteries and i made him stop every single time <laughs> <laughs> and i just loved like it's just something crazy about going to an old cemetery and seeing like you know tomb from the 1700s or whatever and yeah like, it's just so cool I'd, I'd i'd film too just in case like yeah <laughs> that was my favorite part yeah. of when i went to salem because we got to go to all of the old like grave that's so and stuff. cool yeah like you couldn't take etchings but like i have so many pictures of just like these really old yeah tombstones. they're so cool yeah so newfoundland was the next one i wanted to do but it's gonna be a while now obviously yeah. covid and then the baby coming but yeah and, and then doing these stories just makes me want to go so bad. Like, I know. I literally want to go so bad. Yeah. It was like when we went to PEI, I was like, it was, I wanted to, I needed to put my feet in the Atlantic Ocean because being from the Pacific side, I was like, I got to touch both. Like, yeah. Because honestly, every, we're, everywhere that we've traveled before that, like, it's always been like when we were in Costa Rica, we were on like the Pacific side and like, and I was like, I need to touch another ocean. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I've I've never been to the West Coast, but when I was in Boston, like we spent a day at the water. Yeah. Well, not really. We like visited the ocean for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to say. Yeah. Just to yeah. go and stick our feet in. Just like that. it's funny because I'm so afraid of the water, but I kind of also miss having the ocean just like right there. It's almost comforting to yeah. be like we're on the edge of something here. Yeah. Not here. <laughs> nope. <laughs> No. we have all the great lakes you could go to which are like <laughs> fucking huge yeah they're huge i still can't get over how big they are like when when i first came out here years ago i had like a work trade show in niagara and we flew like even flying over them was like crazy to see how big they were mm-hmm. and yeah, then you know you drive kind of alongside lake ontario I don't, I don't know, know. I'm really bad <laughs> and it was just like there was no end in sight and I was like holy shit like they really are that big <laughs> yeah yeah it's really big mm-hmm. they're so nice yeah oh traveling maybe, <sighs> maybe one day soon we'll yeah. get there right I never even really traveled before but now that I can't I'm like well I want to <laughs> I know <laughs> I got the bug for I, I was feeling content and then I saw a picture on reddit this morning of italy and i've been to italy and it just it sparked that feeling i get whenever i land somewhere new and i was like uh, i want that so bad right now yeah, <laughs> i, I just want to be somewhere new yeah i think she's just being cooped up in the house all the time and then it's just snowing and just like over it like, yeah like winter in canada like sucks enough it's, it's another thing when uh so brutal yeah because like go outside (laughs) a lot of the trails that i like to walk that make me feel sane like they all get turned into cross-country ski trails i don't have cross-country and you can't walk them or else you'll ruin the trails so it's like stuck inside walking my neighborhood for the one billionth time this yeah (laughs) this year kind of thing yeah yeah i mean at least you have your dogs to like get you outside and yeah take them for walks and stuff we went on one walk no, a couple walks since we moved into this house when it was like really mild in December, but mm-hmm. I don't like the cold, so I just I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think that's it for new. So we got yeah, Newfoundland. I think next time we do a ghost one, like so. What we just did last time is we just did a generator, and it gave us like a random province. So mm-hmm. 
we'll just do that again so we're not playing favorites yeah for sure no this one was good I liked I really liked learning about it and like honestly Mm -hmm. just the accents from Newfoundlander I know (laughs) all right well I guess that's all we got for this week's episode um what's on the docket next week cult Cults. spooky cults i love i mean i don't love cults but i love learning about cults <laughs> i'm glad you don't love cults my stance is fairly anti-cult <laughs> generally speaking i'm gonna make that very obvious i think they're fascinating and also yeah. very fucked up yeah for sure i can't wait yeah. it's gonna so be fun stick around to learn about cults yeah yeehaw <laughs> All right, everybody. Until next time. Keep on creeping on.